Good evening and welcome to Unbreak Your Health, the podcast program about the world of hope and health known as complementary and alternative medicine. I'm Alan Smith in Plano, Texas, author of Unbreak Your Health, the complete guide to complementary and alternative therapies. And tonight our topic is reflexology. And our guest is Cynthia Hill, spokesman for the Reflexology Association of America and a reflexology practitioner for 20 years. Cynthia is board certified and licensed in reflexology and is also currently president of the North Carolina Reflexology Association. Most people don't realize that reflexology really was developed by medical doctors. We are very fortunate in the United States to actually be able to claim the modern-day scenario of reflexology. It's one of the few modalities that the USA can claim got its start on our soil. And it started with Dr. William Fitzgerald. Just like today, whenever you have a new idea, it's usually looked upon with skepticism until finally it's not a new idea anymore. Would you agree that reflexology is a non-invasive complementary therapy that can benefit virtually everyone? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, a reflexologist needs no tools, no lotions, no powders, no intervention of any kind. There are no needles involved. It is a totally uninvasive therapy that works strictly with the premise that you have a reflective map that works, represents your entire body. The maps were originally found in the feet. They've since been discovered in the hands, also in the ears, more recently in the face. Even neurosurgeons have discovered in the brain what is referred to as the homunculi, which represents the physical representation of the entire body within the brain. So the body has the ability to replicate itself in quite a few locations. Reflexology takes advantage of this replication by being able to manipulate those maps distally so that we don't have to traumatize an already traumatized area to bring about relaxation in the body and to allow the body to balance itself out. So stimulating the nerves and the feet and hands and ears corresponds literally to every part of the body and by stimulating them you can increase circulation and in turn stimulate the body's natural healing ability, right? Yes, two of the most founded responses in reflexology are nerve response and blood circulation. That said, it would be almost incomplete to say that reflexology works via the nervous system. Although it does have an effect on the nervous system, it has much, much more. Suffice it to say that if one level of you hurts, all suffer. I know that no one can honestly say that if they are emotionally distraught, that their physical presence or their physical health has not been compromised in some way and vice versa. So really when you affect one level of an individual, you've affected all levels. It Reflexology truly is the tide that floats all boats. And I know it's been described as being very deeply relaxing, so it allows the body to release the stresses of the day, as they say, and lets the body begin to balance itself in a very normal, healthy way. One of the most sweet advantages of reflexology is that it is so non-invasive. Generally, a reflexologist is going to work with the feet, the hands, and the ears. All a person, first of all, has to remove is their shoes and socks and perhaps some jewelry. That's already personal space, so less invasive than many other modalities or body work. And it allows an individual 
the safety of being able to relax without social taboos that they might address to their body and whatnot. It allows such a deep sense of relaxation on such a deep cellular level that the body's response is to balance out. Your body knows how to be well. It works really, really well. Truly, we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and we have a fabulous mechanism that we walk in. By allowing the stress of the day to be suspended or released, it allows the body to balance back out and allows a healing process to take place. It's elegant. What's a session of reflexology really like? I mean, is it painful? It shouldn't be. Usually, there and there may be some tender areas. However, reflexology is designed to allow an individual to be able to achieve a very deep sense of relaxation. You can't be relaxed and be in pain at the same time. So although there may be some sensitive areas, those sensitive areas are addressed and eased throughout the session. So there should be no cause for someone to fear that a reflexologist is going to harm them anyway. So the reflexologist simply uses their hands to manipulate the areas? Exactly. Now, there are schools that will use tools, but generally speaking, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a reflexologist that uses more than just their hands to do their work. There's a certain amount of information from the maps that we are basically reading that an ind- that a reflexologist is going to get from a client. It's been said time and time again, oh, well, how did you know that? How did you figure that out? Did my husband tell you this about me and these kinds of things? However, all I'm doing is reading maps. If I get from here to Chicago because I read a map, did that make me psychic? Or did or was I <laughs> utilizing the tool that I had, which you see is a map? And because as a reflexologist, we're trained to look for these subtleties within that map, we can pick up on quite a bit. Uh, no, we don't diagnose, we don't adjust medications or prescribe anything. That's just not our field. We really don't need to. It's also kind of comical. We do take a history of people that come in and, and let them tell us about all of their problems and their woes, but quite frankly, a reflexologist really doesn't need a lot of that from the medical end of it because we're not working medically. We're working on a whole individual and we're releasing stress in the body and the brilliance of the body is going to take over and it's going to fix itself. How is reflexology different from massage? Oh, we have a different lingo. We have a different history. The the techniques that we use are vastly different from anything that you would find in massage therapy. Our vocabulary is different. Our intention is different. It works primarily with reflexes, some through the nervous system, incidentally through the musculature, but that's not our intent. The effect of reflexology is seen at a distance from where the pressure is applied. Its intent is not to change soft tissue of the body nor to practice medicine in any form or anything like that. The intent behind reflexology is to bring the body into balance through the relaxation process thus promoting stress reduction and simple well-being. When a person has a health problem, is it better for them to go for six consecutive daily sessions or one session for six weeks? There are different schools of thought on that. Personally, 
just as we all have an individual fingerprint, each person's body has its own individual rhythm and the maladies that they are going to see a reflexologist about are going to be varied. It's going to depend on that individual. I know that there are times that in my own practice I have seen people as close as every other day and then every week or every two weeks and the time gets less and less and less and less until I finally work myself out of a job, which is what I want to do. <laughs> it's good for the patient, a little bad on your cash flow, but that's the nature well, of the healing work. Well, you see, the thing is, what I have found is, is that usually people find me when they need me, and most reflexologists will bear that out. This is not to be confused with folks who, who want to work in a spa situation, but in my practice, people find me when they need me. When they don't need me anymore, they don't need me anymore. Unfortunately, or fortunately, however you choose to look at it, they're going to have friends and family. They've been helped by reflexology. When those friends and family have a problem, I'm the first one they're going to recommend because I helped that individual, and it works like that. Working myself out of job out of a job just makes the way clear for someone new to come in that needs my help. Listeners, if you're enjoying this podcast, then you'll love my new book. The second edition of How to Unbreak Your Health is your map to the world of complementary and alternative therapies. It features a new user-friendly format and 339 new and updated listings in 150 different categories. And you can get it on Amazon.com or at your local bookstore. What kind of health problems will reflexology work for? Well... A variety. We don't really work for specifics. In other words, you're not going to see a reflexologist specifically because you have a head cold. However, if you happen to have a head cold and you see your reflexologist, it's probably going to help it substantially. <laughs> the, ba- the body wants to balance itself. Reflexology puts the body in such a relaxed state that it balances itself out. That means Every muscle, every tendon, every organ, every gland is going to reach a balanced state. Disease and imbalances in the body are what cause illnesses and pain to begin with. So when the body balances itself out, it takes care of it, whatever the name of it is. What kind of scientific research is being done on reflexology right now? Wow, there's tons, and we're so happy about it. There's a history of it in the past, of course, in the 1980s. Dr. Henry Head, who was a knighted research scientist, proved the neurological relationship that exists between the skin and the internal organs. Then later, Sir Charles Sherrington proved that the whole nervous system and the body adjusts to stimulus when it's applied to any part of the body. Then you have, in Dr. Alphonse Cornelius' work in Germany, his observation with pressure in certain spots that triggers muscle contractions, changes blood pressure, variation in warmth, moisture in the body, and affecting mental states of his patients. Reflexology is really built on those principles. There has been research that's being done in major hospitals today, such as Sloan Kettering, the University of Missouri study with hospice, 
functional MRIs are starting to prove that reflexology pressure does affect the body in proper areas. There's Mr. Kevin Kuntz has a website that you that anyone can peruse called Reflexology Research that brings in different research topics that have been conducted all over the world. It's everywhere. Now you've been involved with reflexology for two decades. Has mm-hmm. the practice changed in the U.S. over all those years? Not only has it changed, our opportunities for education have blossomed. What I would have to hunt and peck for to eke out just a workshop here or there has now blossomed into more work and more research and more schools of thought being produced than I would have ever thought possible. Today, it is possible to specialize in maternity reflexology, fertility reflexology, in children's, in teenage problems, in reflexology for cancer patients. It's possible to specialize in reflexology for cranial sacral work. It is so precise that you can specialize in reflexology for what is referred to as chi reflexology and balance the entire body's energy through the feet with a touch so light you're amazed at the profound effect that it has on the human system. I've watched it go from practically no education to education that you can stylize for whatever field of work you feel called to do. Speaking of work, how many reflexologists are there in the U.S. today? Oh, that's a tough question. At the Reflexology Association of America, we have approximately 400 members, I believe it is. It's somewhere around there. In the state of North Carolina, there are approximately 27 professional reflexologists. That divided by a state that has 100 counties, you do the math. We're busy. Obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Not enough of you to go around yet. No. (laughs) There's really not. But we do find that it is such rewarding work because it feels good to know that when people leave their session that they actually feel significantly and marginally better. They can measure the difference. I read that something like 92% of reflexologists are women. Any idea why that is? Well, not to be sexist, but we women tend to be more on the nurturing side. Um, there are some very significant gentlemen in our field who are giants that are absolutely brilliant individuals. They have made such significant contributions to reflexology that we will forever be in their debt. But as far as women predominating the field, I think it's because that women kind of search a little bit harder maybe for some of the education that we've had to search for out there. We've carved a niche that maybe men didn't feel comfortable carving. And perhaps some of them haven't yet understood the significance of reflexology. The men that we work with that are in our profession are amazing individuals. I have two sons. I keep telling them, learn to do feet. You will never want for feminine companionship if you do that. (laughs) That's great advice.
Well, if they were going to become interested in becoming a reflexologist, what kind of education would they need? In order to be certified, to be nationally certified, you need to attend a school that is that is going to give you a minimum of 200 hours of education. And that is a minimum. Understanding that once you get into this field, you may look back one day and say, wow, why didn't I take the blue pill? Because the more you know, the more you know. There's so much more there is to know. It is a never-ending journey of education. But to be ARCB certified, that is the American Reflexology Board Certification, you must be certified with a 200-hour course in order to sit for that test. And that is what you want to look for as far as a professional reflexologist. If they haven't set for an ARCB, they need to. The first ARCB certification exam was, uh, I read, back in January 1992, and there were only 40 candidates. So obviously the field's grown a little bit since then. Significantly. Reflexology is so precise and so distinctly different from any modality that we have done everything we can to make sure that our education, our techniques, our, our history, everything about reflexology is sustained and one by one people who have, take such pride in their work step up to take a test that at first was nowhere near necessary but they wanted to prove reflexology's excellence. So that's the kind of caliber of person that you're talking about when you talk about a reflexologist. Cynthia, where should a person go to try and find a reflexologist in their area? Oh, well, that's the beauty of the Internet. You can go to the Reflexology Association of America's website. That would be www.reflexology-usa.org. Punch in professionals, and the, you'll see the, the clicks to the site. You'll be able to look for a reflexologist in your area. They'll be able to give you information on what their education is, whether they're or not they are ARCB certified, the whole shamil. It's a wonderful resource. Is it possible to do any kind of reflexology on yourself? Oh, yeah. That's one of the beauties of it. And one of the uh, mainstays, I first started with reflexology because of an actual foot injury that I had. The lady that got me involved in reflexology today is 95 years young and lives in Boca Raton. I wish I knew what this woman has forgotten, but... With something like plantar fasciitis, and I'm sure your listeners will be familiar with, some of them will be familiar with this. As painful as that is, she taught me techniques that I was able to work on with her working with me and working with myself. Within a week, my plantar was gone. Honestly, I never had a foot injury up to that point. I thought that was the extent of plantar fasciitis until several months later when a fellow fitness instructor suffered from the same problem, and then that's when I realized that, oh, she's going to have this much longer than I did. I wonder why. called my mentor, and she said, oh, well, the reflexology, go work on her. Cynthia, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to talk with me about reflexology tonight. Thank you so much for having me. Anyone wanting to learn more about this process should check out the website for the Reflexology Association of America at www.reflexology.com. USA.org. You've been listening to the podcast edition of Unbreak Your Health, discovering the world of hope and health known as complementary and alternative medicine. I'll be back next week with another edition, but to learn more about our guest today, 
please visit the podcast page at www.unbreakyourhealth.com. We'd love to hear from you about this program. Please send your questions and comments to info at unbreakyourhealth.com. This program is a joint production of Unbreak Your Health and Loving Healing Press. Thank you for listening. I'm Alan Smith, and I look forward to being with you again soon.